in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, boy. Uh, would you call this an incident? I uh, actually need your opinion out there in Radio Land. Uh, you know, I always cut it close when I get to work. I'm like, I just get here, I walked in the door 15 seconds ago. So I'm downstairs in the lobby and I press, uh, you know, I get in the elevator, I press the button. We have in this building incredibly slow elevators, right? You press a button, it takes a good, I don't know, like 20 seconds for the elevators to start closing, right? It really does. It takes a long time. This one was going extra long. I'm like, come on. And I'm, Finally, I start hitting the door close button. It's not working. Finally, it starts to close. And, you know, I'm running late. A woman approaches the elevator. I say, don't. Stop. Don't come in. And she just looks at me. And she I could tell she was kind of thinking about going in anyway. And she didn't. She walked back. But I said, stop. Don't come in. I didn't say please. I didn't say anything else. I just said, stop. Don't come in. Is that terrible? Can you get arrested for that? No. No. Uh, you can be rude. It was whoever that was. I hope she doesn't work here, by the way. I really, I just, <laughs> um, I was the only person on the elevator. So there's nobody else here. And I just said, stop. She may have thought that there was like some sort of safety hazard with the elevator. You know what I mean? She may have thought that. I hope. Probably not. Anyway, um, to whoever you are, wherever you are, sorry about that. Um, but when those elevator doors start, you can't do that. You can't just, uh, no, save me the elevator. Not in this building. I apologize. It doesn't work that way. So uh, where are we? How is everybody? Uh, the U.S. beat Iran. Does anybody care? I actually did not make a big deal out of it. I don't, you know, soccer, whatever. We're rooting for. We're definitely rooting for America, Team USA, wherever. Hey, how about that Mitch McConnell? Share my show last night. I do a pretty good Mitch McConnell impression. And, um Mitch, I now know that the Kanye Trump lunch was a setup. It was a total setup. And the real conspiracy, the real conspiracy wasn't, we're going to get Kanye in there to have lunch with the president. Yeah, we can pull that off. We can have Kanye go there. No, the conspiracy was to overreact after the lunch and to sneak in this Fuentes guy. Because there are people out there like Mitch McConnell and uh, many in the mainstream media who are once again saying, oh, Donald Trump is finished. He has no place in polite society. And this is just um, this is actually right up there with one of the impeachment plots. It really is in, 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 a, in a strange way. This is this is on that level. We'll get Kanye. Kanye is. I know he posted some dopey tweet. A horrible tweet. Fine. The worst tweet imaginable. But since we already kind of know Kanye and he goes decades back and it was one tweet, that stuff is kind of evaporates very quickly. And I proved it on the Newsmax show. He tweets uh, something anti-Semitic on Monday. By Friday, they're back to, oh, Kanye has a new girlfriend. Oh, Kanye saw his children at a soccer game. Oh, Kanye's getting along with Kim Kardashian. Oh, Kanye had a fight at a bar. Oh, just regular business as usual, Kanye West stuff. Okay? So um, they were able to move on, but this was a plot. I really do think so. And it wasn't like, well, Donald Trump should know better. No, it's okay, actually. It's okay to have that lunch. It's totally fine. This was a setup. Um, and it's not like Donald Trump fell for it necessarily. The setup, again, is the overreaction, the media overreaction, 
Rhinos overreacting, and here's Mitch McConnell. Cut uh, 33. There is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. And anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. My judgment. Well, that's funny because the person who's white in the White House right now uh, is Joe Biden, who uh, was very good friends with the well-known anti-Semite white supremacist bigot Strom Thurmond. Oh, yeah, Strom Thurmond did a lot of things. Oh, yeah, he was a big. He was a bigot. But he was he was in the club. He was in the Senate club. So, uh, you know, it wasn't a lunch. These guys governed. They governed with Strom Thurmond. They governed. They made money. They traveled. They drank. They laughed. Joe Biden was even. You know who Strom Thurmond is, right? The bigoted senator from um, South Carolina. He's dead now. Uh, and when he died... Joe Biden was invited to uh, the funeral, and he almost t- treated the racism of, of Strom Thurmond as like, ah, you know, that's just Strom being Strom. Hey, he's not as racist as he used to be. It's okay, right? 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 No, it's not. Cut 34, please. Strom Thurmond was also a brave man who, in the end, made his choice and moved to the good side. We became good friends. I'm not sure exactly why or how it happened, Nancy, but you know we did. And Fritz could never figure it out. Either could I. Well, when he tells the story, actually, they're friends like they're they're really close friends. The day they meet, well before Strom came over to the good side, and Strom retained a hell of a lot of the bias and prejudice and nasty stuff all the way up until the day he died. And Mitch McConnell, Mitch, Mitch, here's Mitch, here's Mitch as a spring chicken. This is back in 1997. How old is Mitch then? How old is he, like 50, 55? Mitch McConnell is all cut up that uh, there will be no more Strom Thurmond around. Cut 35. I literally um, cannot remember life without Strom Thurmond. I remember the excitement, having been a son of the Deep South, when Senator Thurmond decided to become a Republican. Wow. That was beautiful, right? What a beautiful moment. Hey, welcome to the Republican Party, you bigot. I mean, uh, Strom's dead. He died a long time ago. He died almost 20 years ago. Celebrating that guy's life. I don't know. I don't think so. And they worked with him. They worked with the guy. Again, he was uh, as bad as they come. So it's okay, though, when the senators do it, when they when they work, not only have a lunch, they go on vacation, they work, they lobby, they do all this stuff. Their lives are interlocked. How about Minister Farrakhan and he hanging out with uh, Barack Obama? Does anybody give a damn about that? I am literally the only one who's been pointing this out lately. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of Levin on the radio, but here's a, you know, you know, Minister Farrakhan, right? Here's a little taste of his hate. Cut 36. And I'm here to separate the good Jews from the satanic Jews. Yes, yes, yes. So I am dangerous, not to you, unless you feel that Father Flager's invitation to me may hurt St. Sabina. They don't have the power to hurt 
the same as the Bible. If you don't give them that power. Well, this is uh, hate at a very esoteric level. Uh, but this is anti-Semitic stuff. And um, it's okay if it's from the left. It's never okay. It's never okay. Regarding uh, Kanye, again, the guy is still, I, I think he's the top singer in the world. Does that excuse anti-Semitism? Of course not. But it was one tweet on one crazy night. We already kind of know who Kanye West is. He's a nut job. He blew it. And that Milo guy, have you heard of Milo Yapanopoulos or whatever his name is? Now, this guy is hardcore, right wing. I, I, I'm not that familiar with his work, so I'll refrain from any further statement on him. But it looks like he had a hand in this. Actually, he's boasting as much. So, hey, it's Christmas time. Joe Biden, how many grandchildren does Joe Biden have? Cut 37, please. How many of you have been unable to hug your grandkids in the last seven months? I got six of them. Uh, No, Joe, you have seven of them. Seven of them. How could Joe Biden miss one of his grandchildren? You know how? Well, one of his grandchildren is unacknowledged. Unacknowledged by Hunter and uh, by Joe Biden himself. Hunter Biden got a girl pregnant. I think she was a dancer, and uh, he didn't want to do the right thing. He didn't want to stand by her. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. Poor girl had to drag him to court, paternity test, all that stuff. Finally, it was established that, yes, Hunter is the father of a little girl named Navy, and she's growing up somewhere. I think she's like five years old now. She's growing up in Arkansas, and every now and then this court, this case makes it way makes its way into the court because Hunter does not want to pay much in the way of child support. That's the thing about Hunter. You know, those millions and millions and millions of dollars, he squandered so much of it. You can talk to Rudy Giuliani about that. Uh, hookers, drugs, clothes, weird stuff, 10% for the big guy at least. Uh, he wasn't, he wasn't particularly good with his money. But how about that? The president of the United States has a granddaughter. He does not acknowledge. There is no, uh, there's no stocking for Navy at the White House. You imagine you're walking around and your grand, your grandfather is the president of the United States and you're poor. Isn't that kind of like, that should not be. What silly, cheap, weird people are these, huh? That's, um, oh, and I see Joe is not saying anything, anything at all in support of our, well, I guess I'm going to call them freedom fighters in China. They're freedom fighters. These are great people. They've had enough with the draconian lockdowns. I mean, barricading doors, keep locking people in an apartment building so they can't come outside and a fire starts. Protests all over China, and we're not saying a damn thing about it. You know why? Because, uh, well, it's very, very awkward for a guy like um, Joe Biden because I'm pretty sure he's compromised. I actually am. I'm pretty sure he's compromised. I mean, Going over there with his son on the plane. Very strange, strange stuff. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't have done that. Who knows? Who knows what they've got on Joe? I'm pretty sure they got something on him though. Don't you? Aren't you at this point? Hey, do we have it? And Trump was always, always has been consistent, true, hard on China. It was China's fault and don't forget it. Do we have that actually where he blames China really, really harshly? 
this is what you need, this kind of strength. He did. He's not compromised, whereas Joe Biden did business with all these people. And remember how he would brag how many people, um, how many miles he spent in an airplane with President Xi? No, I don't care. You don't care. I expect that these guys hang out with each other. I can, I can accept that. But why would you keep bragging about it? Well, he's bragging about it to attract clients. All right. It's all about attracting business. He was really doing this a lot between what, 2017 and 2021 when he was a private citizen, technically. Hey, do me a favor. You got that stuff about Biden bragging, Biden bragging about how well he knows President Xi. I know President Xi so well, 400 million miles with him, the president of China. Um, well, first, do me a favor. Get the one where Donald Trump makes it quite clear who our enemy is. All right. This is go for it. It was China's fault. And China's going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China's going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault. And just remember that. Just remember that. Well, Joe doesn't want you to remember that. He doesn't want you to think anything about China. He doesn't want you to be looking into his relationship with China. He doesn't want it. No, 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 no. He wants China is our competitor, not our enemy. That's what he said many times. But, uh... Yeah, he brags about uh, how close he was with President Xi. Remember, they went off for that little walk, and he said, America can be defined by one word, President Xi. So what's that? Possibility. Possibility. Anyway, it would be really nice if we had a... Like Reagan, who could stand up and he was free to say things, to represent us, to... He's just too entangled. He's compromised. You have it yet? You got that? No. All right. Never mind. Um, All right. Give me a moment. I'll be right back. I'm going to find this thing. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I've spent more time with Xi Jinping, at least before we got out, than any world leader has. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him, the president of China. I probably spent more time with Xi Jinping, I'm told, than any world leader has because I... I had 24, 25 hours of private meetings with him when I was vice president, traveled 17,000 miles with him. I know him pretty well. I've spent more time with President Xi of China than any world leader has for 24 hours of private meetings with him. I've spoken and spent more time with Xi Jinping than any other world leader has. I've had hours and hours and hours of meetings and personal conversations with Xi Jinping. I spent more time with him, I believe, than any other world leader has. Uh, why would he go around saying that? What is the? What does he expect these? You can watch the crowds are like, uh, and so it's not for the crowds. It's not for voters. It's for clients. It's for people who want to do business with China. And what do you do? Do you go to see? Do you go see Joe? No, you go see Hunter. Why do you think he's always? Why was he bragging about Hunter for years? Hunter's the smartest man I know. Hunter is the last person I talk to at night and the first person I talk to in the morning. Why do you go to a uh, a photographer in downtown Wilmington and spend the afternoon there? 
hugging and kissing in front of the photographer, uh, father-son pictures, which were pretty gross, by the way, let's face it. I mean, these guys kissing on the lips. They're kissing on the lips for crying. Just, we all love our fathers, right? But, uh, hey, I mean, come on. And uh, they're both flashing pretty expensive watches. Not in a, ooh, I got this 30 years ago. It's a really special, you know. No, I got this 10 minutes ago, and I'm going to get another one next week. That kind of, the flaunting of it, the flaunting of it. Why do you think he went to Nantucket? He could go to Camp David. He could go to one of his four houses. No, he wants to go to Nantucket, a little village, so he can be a big shot. Walking around down the street, look at me, staying at a billionaire's crib, some guy he doesn't even know. Uh, <laughs> this is what it's like, I think, to have a, a corrupt uh, man as president. And he's going to run again? Are you serious? He's seriously going to run again? Well, we're going to know in the next couple of months if he is running for president. And if he is... To me, it seals the deal. Oh, yeah. They screwed with the election last time, and they're going to screw with it again. Show to my show. I mean, it's just 81 million votes for Joe Biden, more than any sitting president in history, Uh, more than any candidate for president, where Donald Trump got more votes than any sitting president, 74 million. How many people voted, by the way, in the, let's see, the 2012 election? How many votes did Barack Obama get in 2012? I bet it's 60-something. Barack Obama 2012 re-election. He got only 51.1% of the vote, but how many, how many, what was that in the popular vote? 65 million. See what I mean? Right? No. That, and that's a high, that's a high number. 65, 81 million for Joe Biden. More black people came out to vote for Joe Biden than Barack Obama? No. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. Joel in New Jersey, yes. Rick, how are you? Um, I can't lie. It's Mike from Wayne, New Jersey, but I, I wanted to be truthful with you. I just want to point out... All right, Joel, I don't know what the hell that's all about, but I, there's the music and I got to go. I, I think you want to be truthful with me? Be truthful with the call screener. Be truthful with everybody. You're going to tell me a fib? You're going to tell somebody else? You're, what? All right, Joel, you're back on probation. Joel, Tom, whatever your name, uh, 30 days minimum in the doghouse. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Did you hear that guy Kirby is his name? Kirby, K-I-R-B-Y. He's like the real press secretary because Karine Jean-Pierre can't hack it. His name is Kirby. He was in the Navy at some point. Everyone's fallen all over themselves calling him Admiral, Admiral Kirby. I call him John, and uh, he was there on the morning show lying about what a great job we did in Afghanistan. We did a great job. No other country could do what we did in Afghanistan. Uh, I think a lot of countries could actually lose in Afghanistan. Um, We're the only country that could have won. But we did it, thanks to you guys. Um, bad stuff. Hey, so they don't have a person of interest even in this Idaho college dorm case, four kids killed. It wasn't a dorm, actually. It was an off-campus house. Four kids stabbed to death. I mean, wow. In the Moscow, it's Moscow, Idaho, right? It's a small town. I don't know how many murders they have, but they don't seem to be particularly adept at the situation. And, well, neither does the FBI. FBI has too much DEI to worry about, 
and uh, going after uh, January 6th people. Uh, maybe they're losing their touch when it comes to homicide investigations. Um, anyway, the first thing the Moscow police did, they issued a statement saying nobody has to worry about anything. Uh, or, there's nothing to be alarmed about. <laughs> kind of odd. And then uh, a couple of days later, they came out. Next day, actually, they came out and said, everybody should be alarmed and vigilant. Cut 38. We cannot say that there's no threat to the community. And as we have stated, please stay vigilant, report any suspicious activity, and be aware of your surroundings at all times. Mm. It's like just diametrically opposed to what they said the day before. Don't worry about anything. Nothing to see here. Just four college kids were wounded or killed and uh but there's no threat to the community. Now there is a threat to the community. Obviously, the thing's unsolved, unless they really think, but there are other people in the house who are alive, right? Still, roommates? I hope they know what they're doing. But I see the hand of politics in everything now, even in law enforcement. Law enforcement was this bastion of, well, there's one place where you could be conservative and not look over your shoulder all the time. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter what your political stripes are, but it was basically a a place where you could be conservative or at least the liberal liberal control of law enforcement, well, it wasn't there. And they hate that, the left, and they want it. They want it bad. So now police departments are going woke. You heard, you heard this by now from the police chief in Colorado Springs after that nightclub shooting. You know, he's using the, the, the pronouns, this, that, and the other thing. I went back and I watched the whole press conference. It's at police headquarters, and another official steps forward. You want the police to investigate. You want the police to uh, prevent crime. You want the police to um, arrest people. You, you just don't want – do you really want this? Do you really want this? Listen to all the services that the police department are prepared to provide in the aftermath of a mass shooting. Tell me where it goes off the rails. Cut 40. Now, for people needing support during this emotional time – The Colorado Springs Police Department is hosting a community resource expo to provide our community members with the help they need in navigating the variety of emotions they may be experiencing uh, surrounding this event. The expo is providing mental health resources, spiritual support, emotional support, uh, animal support, child care, emergency financial resources, LGBTQ plus support, meals and other services. Okay. Well, for me, when he mentioned the animal support, all right, that's and the LGBTQ. What about human being support? I don't really care about the animals at this point. I don't. Hey, there's enough do-goodery for animals. You know, in America, we take better care of animals, dogs, and cats than we do people. I'm serious. Look up foster children. Look up the amount of money we give to foster care programs and the amount of money we give to cats and dogs. I love cats and dogs, but enough already. And this, that's that's wokeness to an absurd degree, but it's happening. Now, if you are a nuts and bolts law enforcement professional like this guy, Jay Baker, who just wants to inform the public. Remember, after a press conference, they would inform the public everything they know they would put out there. Now they hem and they haw and they say, we can't say anything at this time. Why not? Tell us what you know. Well, here's one of the reasons why they may be reluctant. What happened to this guy, Jay Baker? Here he is in uniform. I think he's a sergeant with the sheriff's department outside of Atlanta. And he's got uh, he's just relaying the facts as he understands them from that spa shooting in April of last year. All right. That horrible thing. The guy goes into the massage parlors and starts shooting up people. Remember, 
Listen to what the police official says uh, about two days later when they're putting this. It's actually the next day when they're piecing this all together. They got a suspect. He's in custody and he's talking. So I want to know what's going on. Don't you? It's not going to it's not going to hinder prosecution or anything like that. Cut 41. He claims that these and as the chief said, we know this is still early, but he does claim that it was not racially motivated. All right. Fair enough. That's what he's saying. Cut 42, please. When I, when we, I spoke with investigators, they interviewed him this morning, and I, uh, they got that impression that, yes, he, he understood um, the gravity of it, and he was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope, and, um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. Well, that's what he did. That's what he, that's what he was told. But that's not what the media wanted to hear. They wanted to hear that this was a white supremacist out to kill people of color, and if you don't tell us what we hear, we're going to cancel you. Cut 43. A really bad day for him. Not racially motivated? Child, please. We don't accept that because um, this is a professional law enforcement um, officer, and he should know better. He was having a bad day. Just imagine what they might have said about a black suspect or a brown suspect or an Asian suspect. I just imagine. I would imagine that uh, uh, Jay Baker would have told us the facts, whatever he was hearing from the suspect who was in custody. Hey, right now, speaking of police officials uh, on television and providing information, you know who's on TV? <laughs> the San Francisco police chief. Remember him, the one who was very mm, evasive when it came to putting out information about Paul uh, Paul Pelosi and that whole thing. The one who got really emotional, police uh, pol- uh, chief of police, 35 years law enforcement experience. And he starts crying because Paul Pelosi got hit in the head. He, re- he really did. He got he started crying. He started crying, got all emotional. <laughs> Everybody should be disgusted by this. I, I, I'm going to try to go on, but I may, I may not be able to. Uh, that's what that, that confirmed to me. It was probably the fifth or sixth thing that was totally, totally wrong with the Paul Pelosi case that the chief of the police department was crying because some guy got hit in the head. These guys have seen it all. <laughs> hit in the head. They've seen people dismembered. All right? Did I ever tell you I came upon the, those cops, and uh, one of them recognized me, and, uh, you know, we start shooting the breeze, and I knew that somebody had just jumped off a building. All right? It was at night, and, you know, and this cop starts, saying, Hey, Greg, you know, you and Roseanne, you're a great team, and we're talking, we're talking. I'm like, oh, hey, man, thanks a lot, by the way, where's the body? He's like, oh, it's right here. <laughs> it was right at our feet. It was literally right at our feet. It had a dark tarp on it, so you couldn't really <laughs> – I was like, oh. But these guys have seen it all. It's a coping mechanism. It's not that they're insensitive or inhumane or anything like that. It's a coping mechanism. If you see this stuff every day, you can't let it get to you. They're professionals. Anyway, the chief started crying. I just saw him on CNN. He's talking about a new robot camera. They have a, a robot that not only has a camera, it has a gun on it, apparently, and they just voted at the in the San Francisco uh, City Council giving this thing the, the authority to shoot and kill people. The robot seems kind of bizarre. I don't know what the chief had to say about it, but I did. they did not ask him one thing about Paul Pelosi. Did they? Maybe at the beginning. I, I had the whole thing on. I was watching the camera. It was all about the robot. Uh, I, I still have plenty of questions about Paul Pelosi. I haven't forgotten that, that weird phony baloney story. Are you buying that? 
all the inconsistency, so many strange things about it. Nancy Pelosi requesting privacy. The very first thing she did was request privacy. No, you request justice. You demand justice. And then she disappears for a week. And when does she reemerge? Election Eve, Monday night before the election. This was definitely January 6th related. And everybody just accepts that. They eat it up. So, Paul, uh, what's, it, what's it, the defendant's name again? Dave DePape, right? The the guy from Canada who suddenly sounds like some, I don't know, I mean, ultra, ultra, ultra Tea Party kind of, you know, really, really, you know, intense guy who came here from Canada when he was like 25. No, I don't believe it. I, I don't. So DePape is in custody right now, and he has a lawyer. But guess who the lawyer works for? San Francisco. The city of San Francisco, they got a unique system there where the public defender is like the prosecutor. You appoint, you elect the prosecutor. You also elect the public defender. So all the public defenders there actually work for, uh, they work for the city. Now, I know we have that as well, but usually you don't have a prominent, you don't have a district attorney equivalent who's a public defender. And I think those group, those guys are usually paid through like legal aid and stuff like that. You don't want the state. You don't want the the authorities involved. I don't think this guy's getting a fair shake at all. Maria, hey, welcome back. You're in Franklin Square. Hi. Hi, Greg. How are you? Fine. Listen, you know, I call because I'm always aggravated with this uh, news and all that. But, you know, I have to tell you, it's really pathetic, this country of ours with these people. They all complain, complain, complain. And at the end, when they vote... What did they vote for for the same garbage that we do have? You know, I have to tell you, where does it state that a congresswoman, I'm going to tell you one of the um, Omar women from Michigan over there. Yeah, Tlaib, right? Right. She can be a congresswoman but hate our country. Yeah, I know. Go figure. Is Is that allowed? Is that allowed? I uh, I guess it is allowed. You got to they take an oath to defend the constitution. I don't think they take an oath I don't think they take an oath to like it. <laughs> right? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if they have to like it. Technically, letter of the law. Look, I don't like that she's in Congress. I don't like her policies. I don't like what she stands for. I don't like her. And that goes for AOC and Talib and uh Omar and the rest of them. Oh, and Hakeem, Hakeem Jeffries in the mix. Hakeem Jeffries, Brooklyn's own Hakeem election denier Jeffries. Uh, I got to brush up on him. Is he as radical as the rest of them? I don't know. But look, it's a good question. I don't think you have to like America to be a member of Congress. It's strange. Why would you want to be a member of Congress if you don't like America? A lot of Democrats don't like America. They're always putting this country down. They're always saying we're not as good as other countries. They always, they have an inferiority complex, or they, they get off on somehow uh, reducing America and elevating other countries. But why don't they just leave? If they don't like it, who's uh, telling them to stay here? Yeah, I know, I know. I, leave I, the country. Do you remember the statement Madonna made? She wanted to blow up the housewives. I mean the housewives. The White House? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's bad. It's bad. It should be illegal, quite frankly. That should be illegal. But look, don't get so worked up about it, Maria. It doesn't have to ruin your day. But it does ruin my ah, day. Ah, come on. Don't let it ruin your day. You worry Listen, too much. This is our country. Yeah. God bless America. Yeah. These people should go to other countries 
and see the way they're treated. You know. Hey, I you know what? I got to tell you something. I'm not that keen about America right now at the moment either. Yeah, but you still love your country. You know, I love our history. I love where we came from. You know, I love uh, Sea to Shining Sea. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen going forward. Do you? Uh, I'm gonna let, I mean, I, I mean, I'm right now. Quite frankly, I'm loving America for old times' sake. I'm. That's kind of how I. A little bit for old times' sake. You know. Okay, but listen, Greg. What this president that we have? I know he's a bum. He's a disgrace. Do you know where the laughing stocks of the world? I mean, do you see this man? Doesn't even make sense when he talks. He doesn't know if he's coming or he's going. And guess what? He's going to run for he's running for re-election. And if he really does, if he really does that, what does that say, huh? What does that say? Talk about a rigged system, Maria. Thank you. There's one more call we got to get to. It's Joe in Connecticut. Yes, sir. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Fine. Um, fine. Listen, I think I think Bernie. I mean, I'm sorry. Sid is making a huge mistake setting up this Eric Adams, this bum. With Giuliani, because if if this guy happens to clean up the city, which he could never, he's such a lightweight, that'll prop him up to the next level, possibly running for president of our country. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, wait, 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 wait. If he, what was your theory again? If if he does what? If he succeeds in cleaning up New York City, okay. So you wait, wait, wait. You look, look, look. look. Forget about him. Forget about him for a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want New York City to re- – I see you're in Connecticut, by the way. Okay, good for you. You're up in Connecticut. I, I need this ago. city fixed. All right? I, if he wants to run around pretending and lying and claiming credit, I just need it fixed. All right? I need it fixed. You know about my plans to potentially run against him. I don't yeah, care. I, if it gets I, fixed, I if it gets short. fixed – so we want this damn pla- – we want this place fixed. All right, we want we need this damn city fixed. So I mean, you're you're like, oh, don't fix it now because we need to make sure he doesn't become president and he doesn't get reelected. Is that what you're saying? He That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying, it. Joe. I, I have, yeah, I know, I know, but I can't stand the guy. All right, I know he's a fraud. I know all that stuff. But if he meets with Rudy Giuliani and Rudy Giuliani gives him a, you know, do these seventeen things, okay? If Rudy Giuliani is the shadow mayor. And things start turning around, I'm actually okay with that, all right? I don't want this city to remain a mess. I don't want people to die. I don't want people to get shot. I don't want businesses to be robbed and people to be victimized just so, you know, for political reasons, pal. All right? We got a lot more. We got a lot more on the line uh, than you do, uh, quite frankly, Joe. You left. I don't blame you for leaving. I do not blame you for leaving. Remember Goodfellas when he said you don't put a silk hat on a pig? Hey, no offense, exactly no offense. With this Adams guy. <laughs> Dude, hey, no so, offense, exactly. No offense, hey, no offense. <laughs> yeah. I know he's a friend truth. of yours. What do you want me to do, shoot the guy? Yeah, shoot the guy. I'm sorry you I said that. I was on, He's scaring me. He's scaring me. I'm sorry I said that. Uh, yeah, uh, silk hat on a pig. <laughs> Come on. I don't. I, I, I see where you're coming from, quite frankly. I, and you're a movie buff, so you're a good guy, and you like Goodfellas. You're a good fella. But, look, we need the city cleaned up, period, all right? I don't care who the hell gets the credit. I mean, he doesn't deserve it. You're right. Hey, he's getting points for this. Oh, he's getting tough on the mentally ill. Uh, He's going to have them locked away. Cops have been able to do that since cops. They've been putting people in Bellevue since they established Bellevue. 
If you look at the fine print of this thing, he's just saying uh, Eric Adams is reiterating uh, the policy. He's uh, clarifying the policy, but he's not rewriting the policy. That 11 point thing is a wish list and it's meaningless. It's just a it's just a, a press release. And a lot of people on the right fall for it. Even my beloved New York Post, which half the time I don't know about. Hey, I got to go. Thanks, Joe. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. Hey, this book, lots of buzz, lots of buzz about my book, Justice for All, How the Woke Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. And some wise guys online have been saying, hey, Greg, you're going to talk about the time that you were arrested? Well, number one, I wasn't arrested, jerk. Uh, number two, yes, I am talking about that incident that happened 12 years ago, the false accusation, the false, vicious, malicious accusation that was made against me. Yes, I talk about it in the book. I know what it's like to be accused. I know what it's like to be falsely accused. I know the damage it can do. I know, uh, oh gosh, the pressure, the uh, the fear. I know it's a terrible, terrible thing to go through. However... I had a couple of things going in my favor. Number one, I was completely and totally innocent. Uh, Number two, I knew the evidence would show that incontrovertibly, and it did. And yes, I had the love of my family, including my parents, my brother, cousins, aunts and uncles, uh, friends, neighbors, and people I never even met. All right? I could feel it. I could feel the love. And most importantly, God. God knew exactly. He knew everything. Everything that had happened. And he guided me through that horrible moment. So that's in the book. Yes. When was that? When was that? January of 2012. January of 2012. Man, that was a. Whew. But you come out stronger. What doesn't kill you, make you strong. It makes you stronger. Whatever. Right. It really. I'm going to tell you one part of that, actually. So I get a knock at the door in the middle of the night. I can't tell you all the details you can check it out in the book but i remember i was totally startled and i had this notion that somebody in my family had been hurt somebody had died or something horrible had happened actually it was the phone that went off first the phone and i'm like oh my god what's going on it was like two in the morning what could have happened what that what, what, what what's going on and then i found out oh oh phew I was totally relieved. Yes, I was being accused of something horrible, but I was totally relieved that my that my family was okay. And I knew I was innocent, and I knew that would be uh, proven. I also knew that I was about to be thoroughly embarrassed, but uh, I could take that over losing a loved one or something really, really horrible and permanent happening. So strangely enough, people, I remember I was asked once, that's why I kind of put it in the book, what was your reaction when you found out, you know, when you're accused? I say relief. Relief? Relief? What do you mean? Just that. Just that. And that phone rang in the middle of the night. I thought somebody close to me was dead. Then it turned out to be, oh, yeah, this. I can handle this. I don't know if I could have handled that at that time. The other thing, the death in the family. Anyway, and uh, don't want it anytime soon. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, Hakeem. Hakeem, congratulations. The congressman from Brooklyn is now the minority leader. You know why they want these leadership jobs for the most part. Um, The perks. Oh, yeah, the perks. 
you get uh, security, you get cars, uh, often you can take a plane, uh, you know. There are 435 members of the House of Representatives. Most of them are completely anonymous. You'll never, ever, ever recognize them. You know, they get this big job, and it is kind of big when you think about it. 300 million people in America. Only We only have 537 federal elected representatives. That's not many compared to 300 million people. 537 get elected. 12 of them are recognizable. 12, maybe 15. Most aren't, and it's very, very frustrating for them. Now, some are great. They're not there for the recognition. They're there to get things done. They're there for all the right reasons, but too many of them are there for the power, the glory, the fame. So when they get there and they realize, wait a second, where is all that power, glory, and fame? Uh, No, because you guys are a dime a dozen. So then they fall all over themselves trying to create spectacles and, you know, create a carnival atmosphere so that the media will look and look at them and that they might have a future when they finally leave Congress. And 90% of them at least become, what do they become? Lobbyists. They go right back in. It's one, that's the swamp. Hey, something that didn't receive much attention actually at all, when Donald Trump announced for president, what, two weeks ago, he said he wants a lifetime ban for former members of the House from lobbying. Lifetime ban. Well, That's terrifying to a guy like Mitch. That's terrifying to just about almost everybody in Congress. This is all they know how to do. They have no real skill. Why do you think they ran for office? (laughs) Very few of these guys. Hey, we met that great congressman from Pennsylvania. This guy actually knew how to do stuff. I love people who know how to do stuff and then apply their expertise in doing stuff uh, to Congress, to making policy Knowledge, but the, most of them are just in it for the game, the game of politics. And you know who's the worst? The worst of the worst when it comes to that stuff is Chuck Schumer. Uh, let's see here. And, and, and when he talks like this, it, it tells me again, it confirms to me, confirms to me that this whole Kanye West lunch freak out that everybody's having was a set up and scam. Cut 19, please. Even assuming the former president didn't realize Mr. Fuentes was coming to Mar-a-Lago, for him to refuse to condemn Fuentes and his bigoted words after the dinner is appalling and it is dangerous. Appalling and dangerous. I'll condemn whatever you want me to condemn. Who's this guy again? They were always, they always play this game. You must condemn. You remember when, who was it, Chris Wallace and Joe Biden tag teamed? You got to condemn the Proud Boys. Who are the Proud Boys? To this day, who, what are the Proud Boys? If you do a little research, actually, you'll find out that the Proud Boys are not white supremacists. The head of the Proud Boys is Enrique Tarrio, who's in federal jail. Gosh, that really bothers me, actually, that guy in federal prison. He's in federal jail. The Afro-Cuban head of that white supremacist organization, right? So many lies. So Chuck Schumer's freaking out. It's all coordinated. Uh, here's uh, here's the mainstream media. I think Anna Navarro is their version of a Republican on The View. Cut 21. Trump changed the dynamic. Trump enabled it. Trump empowered it. Trump legitimized it. Yes. Trump brought it to the bully pulpit. What this is, though, is par for the course when it comes to Donald Trump. Okay? So let me just go down memory lane. 1973, the U.S. Department of Justice under the Nixon administration 
uh, sued the Trump Management Corporation for racism. Yeah. In 1989, black, in 1989 right. he called for the death penalty for the Central Park Five. Right. In 2011, you know, he guilty. played a huge role in, in promoting the birther theory. Yeah. In 2015, he launched his campaign by calling Mexican immigrants rapists and That's saying they were bringing crimes. Yeah. In 2016, he called Judge Curiel just a Mexican, a hater, yeah. a Hispanic, because he wasn't judging for him. And just last month, he called Elaine Chow Coco Chow. So let me just Let's go in reverse order. What's wrong? <laughs> First of all, she's wrong on most of it. And then the stuff that she's right on, there's no problem with. Coco Chow was not racist. Forget it. Forget it. You're not going to stop him. Hey, he didn't call for the death penalty for the Central Park Five, by the way. That's a lot of fake news. And so is all that stuff about the Central Park Five. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm thinking about doing? Making a documentary. You know what I'm going to call it? The Central Park Guilty. Because those guys are guilty. You have been fed so much fake news. And they feast on it. They gorge themselves on it. They never talk. I don't think actually a person like Navarro can tell lies from the truth. Anybody puts something on a blue card, and if it's against Trump, going all the way back to 1973, by the way, you can look it up. You can look up the settlement. Uh, there was absolutely no admission of guilt on the Trump organization's part. None. Zero. Zero. They would like to try. Okay, well, wait a second. We have not enough. There, there are 90% white people in this building. There must be discrimination. It's the easiest thing in the world to go around counting faces. Okay, white, white, black, black, white, 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 black, white, black, white, 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 black, white, black, 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 white, 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 white. Okay, let's crunch the numbers. 87% white. Community in New York City is 49%. Racism! The numbers prove racism. It's the easiest thing in the world to do so easy fixing the problems figuring out why we have these discrepancies oh that's hard Ooh, that's uncomfortable that takes work that actually entails some risk you say the wrong thing you could get in big trouble for that it's all a concerted campaign coordinated campaign hey oh here's somebody i like and i haven't heard i haven't heard his take on this this is sebastian gorka He's a colleague of mine at Newsmax. I don't see him that often because he lives in another city. He's outside of D.C., uh, but he's great. He worked for Trump, and uh, here he is on this uh, Kanye-Trump meeting. Cut 25, please. Number one, uh, I trust what the president said. This is a club. He was having dinner by himself, and then Kanye West, who he knows from what, from what he did very bravely during the Trump administration as a well-known black American, came to the White House, sat at the Resolute desk, put on a red MAGA hat. You know, he, he had to take all the slings and arrows for supporting President Trump as a black American. So he recognized him. He allowed him to come to his table with an entourage that he knows nothing about this very peculiar individual, Milo Yiannopoulos, and this absolute scum of the earth, Nick Fuentes, who I've had run-ins myself, who is a Holocaust-denying psycho. And he, you know what he's like, Eric? He's a very hospitable man, and he just allowed them to come to his table. It wasn't an invitation. He didn't know who these strap hangers were. So, number one, I, I, it went down like that. I'm sure that's how it went down at the President's Club. 
Makes sense to me. What else, Sebastian? Cut 26. And then secondly, to quote a good friend of mine, Julie Kelly, who tweeted this out, I think yesterday, a dinner, who the hell cares? Really, if you're a conservative and you're tweeting or commenting about the president's dinner at Mar-a-Lago or who uh, glommed on to his dinner table, how about the fact we have political prisoners just a couple of miles from my studio here in D.C.? Let, let's talk about 110,000 fentanyl deaths in the last year. Let's talk about 2 million illegals that we know of. Let's talk about war in Europe. Let's talk about 9% inflation. Really, dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Let's get some perspective, my fellow conservatives. All right, good stuff from Sebastian Gorka. By the way, is it now what you have to do? Anytime you meet with anybody, well, I have to look through everything you've ever tweeted. Everything you've ever tweeted. Now, Kanye, excuse me, Kanye West, how long has that guy been famous? 15 years, right? Something like that? I mean, he's been the household name famous for 15 years. The fake news moved on from that, and I, can, I can't even remember the tweet, pretty quick. They were writing about Kanye's girlfriend. They were writing about Kanye's soccer game. They were writing about Kanye meets Kim for breakfast. Uh, they were writing about Kanye uh, gets lost in his car. You know, it was back to Kanye being Kanye. It wasn't like Kanye West, the well-known anti-Semite today, uh, went to a soccer game. No, they just kind of continued with uh, the Kanye narrative. It just it just went from there. Are we have do we have to look at everybody's tweet? Hey, by the way, didn't they kick Trump off of Twitter? How's he supposed to know what Kanye West had tweeted? Hey, the other thing, I didn't actually in in telling you what I'm talking about in the book, and the book again is called Justice for All: How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement by me, Greg Kelly, published by Threshold Editions, an imprint of Simon and Schuster. It's available uh, starting January 10th, but here's the deal. This is key. I'm learning all kinds of things about the publishing world and selling books. The pre-orders matter. So if you go to that nice independent bookstore and you tell the, the person who works there, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you order that book and put it aside for me? I'll be back on January 10th. That's the best way. Quite frankly, that's the way that will help me the most. Uh, you can also go to Amazon and pre-order it there. And uh, I'll be signing books left and right. We'll put that stuff up later. You send it to me, I'll be happy to sign it. So, um, uh, and if I sell enough books, I'll be able to. I'll be able to write another book. That's the important part. It's also important that we correct the record, the false narrative that's been uh, told about the police, about Black Lives Matter, about Barack Obama being a force for good. He's not. And I do set the record straight about that horrible accusation that was made against me 10 years ago, January of 2012, uh, January 25th, 2012. You know, I was really surprised, quite frankly, at the time. Yeah, you know, I, I get wind of this, 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 what, what had happened and what I was about to be accused of. And I'm like, well, the New York Times is not going to write about that. I mean, I haven't been arrested. I, I'm, I'm not going to be arrested. Why would they write about that? I understand my dad's a high-ranking police official, but if they write this story, they actually put the accuser, you know, they, they put her at some in, in some jeopardy, right? Her name could be released or whatever. I thought, no, the New York Times, what are they going to write? I mean, there's nothing to write. There's nothing. How naive. Sure as hell, the New York Times, the most powerful media outlet in the world, just wrote kind of like a rumor. Imagine that somebody comes in, says something about you, and that, and then the New York Times just writes it. The New York Times just writes it up, and your world is turned upside down, and everything's on the line. Your freedom, your livelihood, 
It's, uh, I hope you never have to go through that. But I made it through, learned a lot, and actually, in retrospect, looking back now, 10 years, almost 11 years later, I'm glad it all happened. I am. I learned so much. And, you know, one of the, this is strange, but as a result of all this from time to time, uh, well, from time to time, every day, somebody calls me a racist, somebody calls me a rapist. It's one of the worst things, it's probably the worst thing, the two worst things you can be called. I guess murderer. A murdering racist is worse. So they're saying the worst possible thing about me. But fortunately, it's not true. So it just goes through me. It just, it doesn't mean anything. And if you can say that and, like, I can still function, they can say anything. It's not going to stop me. I, I, I know it's kind of strange, but somehow um, I just feel stronger and freer. As a result of all this, to this day, even with the criticism, it's strangely freeing. And my heart is full of gratitude. And also, well, it's up to God. It's up to God. It's not up to me to forgive anybody. That's up to God. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, tonight they uh, light up the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center, right? That's That's one big, big whoop. I went to see it one time. Oh, man, the crowds. And then, you know, it's a flick of a switch. It's no big deal. A lighted Christmas tree. Calm down. Uh, so I did it one time. I, w- I don't recommend it. And uh, it creates a pain to get in, pain to get out. And uh, I just, uh, nothing, nothing for me. Uh, what else? Oh, this is true. San Francisco just voted uh, to approve robots. They gave robots the authority to... Let me see here. San Francisco supervisors vote to allow police to use robots to kill. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted 8-3 to three Tuesday night to approve a controversial policy that would allow police to deploy robots capable of using lethal force in extraordinary circumstances. Huh. Uh, the vote came after a heated debate on a policy that would allow officers to use ground-based robots to kill when risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers is imminent and officers cannot subdue the threat after using alternative force options or de-escalation tactics. I don't like this, obviously. I mean, you know, they, they did say Terminator, right? The machines, the rise of the machines, that's coming. This is a major step in that direction. It really is. Now, let's see. Here. Oh, they got to call the chief before they let the robot do anything. Uh, what can go wrong? Everything. Everything could go wrong with this. A horrible, horrible, horrible idea. Uh, but these are the questions that the San Francisco Police Department are getting now. Nobody, nobody's talking about Paul Pelosi anymore. And that poor date to Pape. Yeah, he's a guy who allegedly hit uh, Paul Pelosi with a hammer. All kinds of problems. I mean, huge problems with that story. And the political, the political implications and the political exploitation of it. Old Nancy going on TV, national television the night before the election to say Paul Pelosi was hit in the head because of January 6th. <laughs> Mordecai is in New Jersey, yes. Greg, how are you? Greg, can you hear me? Yeah. How you doing, Greg? Thanks Good. for taking my call. Sure. I um, I was telling your call screener, I'm, uh, I'm in my early 20s, and, um, you know, essentially all my friends uh, come to me. For, I'm an Army brat myself. 
Uh, but my, essentially all my friends come to me for advice in terms of like business and everything. I just, quick question is, um, what advice would you give me a young guy who's a, you know, red blooded patriotic and wants the best for this country, but you know, um, well, wait a second. Why does everybody go to you for advice? What, 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 what are they? Because they, they think that I have my, my, uh, my life together. <laughs> Is know? it together? <laughs> what do you do? What's your situation? I, um, I sell, I broker things. I broker deals. It's not, you know, real estate, jewelry, um, anything really. Uh -huh. All right. Well, anything sounds like you've got it all legal. figured out. You're, uh, you're no, wheeling and no, dealing. No, you're got, twenty. I got. I made a mistake and did student loans. So I, you know, I just, uh, you know, I don't have everything, but I'm on the right track. That's a good question. So, what advice do you want from me? You want advice from me? You know, look. I, I the way I see it is just like the way that the country is going. You know, that video of that World War II veteran crying because you know he says the country is going to hell in a handbasket. Like I'm, you know, I'm. All right, number I'm, one. Listen. Uh, all right. I look. My advice to you, to anybody who's twenty three or ninety three. Uh, and uh, when I was 23, I was not doing this. I wish I did. I wish I read the Bible. I wish I got closer to God. Uh, get close to God. Uh, do not take up drinking. Uh, save money. Save money. Don't wish your life away. Don't don't futurize. Don't always think about the future. Make the most of this day. Enjoy it. Remember when we think back to eighth grade? Remember in eighth grade and all that homework we had? It seemed so terrible. Oh, my gosh, if I can only get through this. It's a joke. Imagine if you went to eighth grade now, you'd be skipping, skipping along the way. Anyway, Mordecai, those are my thoughts. I appreciate the call. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I think he should apologize for it, uh, and he should denounce those individuals uh, uh, and their hateful rhetoric without qualification. I think the president demonstrated uh, profoundly poor judgment uh, in in giving those individuals a seat at the table. Oh wow, Mike Pence, huh? another profile in courage, right? Doing and saying exactly what the fake news says you should say and think. This is what you got to say and think to uh, gain admission. Okay, that's uh, that's Rhino talk. That is Rhino talk. We've been through this before. The whole damn thing is a silly scam. And uh, just like every other crisis that seemed like, uh-oh, this could really stop them, it's not going to make one difference whatsoever. People will totally forget. And, uh, oh, by the way, on the merits here, Trump is uh, totally in the clear. Totally in the clear. Hey, now is this okay for me to point out? It's going to be a little touchy here, but um, I see that Chief Corey is out at the police department, right? Chief Corey, veteran cop, replaced by Chief Madry. Chief Madry. I'm unfamiliar. Chief Madry. Now, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm hearing about how important it is that we have diversity, right? Diversity, diversity, diversity. I hear that from the left. It's all about diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. So here in New York City, which is a very diverse town, right? The New York City Police Department, city government, very diverse entities. Right now, we have a black mayor a black police commissioner, and a black acting chief of the department. Now, I don't care, generally speaking, but I keep hearing about how important it is to have diversity. Well, that doesn't sound like a very diverse leadership team to me. It doesn't look like one. Again, I I don't really, but then again, maybe I should, because you got to remember, it's Eric Adams who's doing all this stuff, Eric Adams, and he has a history. 
And what does he have a history of? Anti-white racism. So I'm wondering if he is staffing the upper echelons of the police. Um, Well, does he have a chip on his shoulder about white people? Does he feel uncomfortable around white people? Is that the issue? I think it is. And here's proof. Back when Ewick was running for mayor, he proudly spoke about his animosity toward white people, especially white police officers. Go. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers ass, man. I was unbelievable in the police department. Unbelievable. Kicking those crackers ass. Now, let's see. Cracker. I believe that's a derogatory term for a white person, right? Let's just make sure. Let's take a look at the official definition. Cracker. A thin, crisp wafer often eaten. No, not that. Ah, cracker, sometimes white cracker or cracka, is a racial epithet directed towards white people, used especially with regard to poor rural whites in the southern United States. Although it has applicability wherever you want to use it, wherever you find white people you don't like. Eric, can I hear that one more time, please? Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers ass, man. I was unbelievable in the police department. And again, according to uh, well, my first my first source is Wikipedia, cracker or cracka is a racial epithet directed towards white people. And he kicked those crackers' ass right out of the police department, right? And now he's in charge. Oh, he can't believe all these crackers are working for me. Now let's get rid of these crackers. Wow. Eric Adams, I guess he's at least making good on one, on one campaign promise. Jim in Long Island, hello. Hey, Greg, how you doing? I'm a retired teacher who fouled up Biden's age. You and I spoke a while ago, and you nicely apologized because someone spoke to you or something like that. I don't know. but Why did I apologize? What did I do? What, what, what? I don't know. You didn't do anything. No, no, no. First of all, you did not do anything. I misrepresented. Uh, I screwed up Biden's age, and you pointed it out. And then you you got on me for being a you know know it all teacher. Now I, I do remember that you started you called to correct me with correct. incorrect with incorrect information. Correct. And you're right that tripped and something I in my. I, no, it's okay. We're good. We're good. But when people do yeah, that, it that. does it makes me go crazy. It's I'm I'm fine being corrected if I'm wrong. But if I'm corrected and I'm right and you're yes I I'm sorry I went a little bit haywire. So anyway, Mike, all is good. I mean, I'm sorry, Jim. Apology the next day. It was nice. I, All right. Thank you for that. You got it. So what's up? Not correcting you. Uh, listening to Sid this morning, carrying on about the meeting with Mar-a-Lago with the white racist and Kanye West and blah, blah, blah. And I try to call Sid. Sid is a friend, as was Bernie, and I think you, of Donald Trump. I think you guys are friendly with Donald Trump. And it's the simplest thing for me as a listener. I'm saying, why don't Sid or you or somebody reach out? Donald listens to your show and get him on the air to explain what happened. Well, he can come on I mean, anytime. I I, look, I quite frankly, I am a supporter. I consider myself a friend. And uh, this is all, all uh, much ado about nothing. You know, I, Donald Trump, I'll give you a platform and you can address these concerns. They're, it's not a concern for me. I mean, we've been through this before. 
I uh, I just uh, you know I mean it's also playing to their to their strength the, the left the, it's playing the left's game. Well, we have this brewing controversy, Mr. President. You have to address it. No, he doesn't. It's a phony controversy, like all the rest. So uh, and you know I just I, I don't see the urgency. I talk to him. I you know when I call him when I talk to him when he calls me, I never ask him to come on the show. Quite frankly, he has a standing invitation, but I just. I, 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 he's welcome. Maybe I should just remind him. Actually, I do ask him from time to time. Hey, you're welcome to come on. He's like, no, I'd, well, you think? Should I do it now? Anyway, listen, I love the guy. He's not a racist. He's an, he's very much not a racist. He is the opposite of racism. And uh, he's great. Hey, what did Sid say about him? Sid, what did Sid say? Let me tell you what what I found out, but I, I, I want Trump to. I found out that Kanye West and this, whoever that other guy was, Showed up on their doorstep uninvited. No, we, we, we kind of all that's know. That's what I heard. Yeah, well, I don't know about the uninvited part of uh, Kanye. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye asked to come. Look, doesn't this all sound fourth grade? You know, it all sounds like fourth grade. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Hey, Jim, I appreciate it though. It's good to talk again. Uh, let me do the. I got two more to do. We got uh, Mike. Oh, all the way in South Carolina. Yes. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Good. Haven't spoken to you in a while. Um, uh, it's ironic. Uh, I spoke to John Castamatidis on Thanksgiving. Oh, you're one I of those guys who calls the radio station all the time. I'm looking for new no, blood. No, new, new, I want fresh voices. Sorry, keep going. What's up? Well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Oh, come on. Don't worry. About it. Come on. Come on. Tell me <laughs> do, what, what's I'm on your mind. I'm not about anything. I'm 68 years old. My kids are doing well. My son and daughter. All right. What's, your, right, what's on your mind? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll get to it. Thanks. Oh, easy, Mike. I don't know that you're going to call me and give me attitude about this. Thanks, Mike. You know, I can. (laughs) Goodbye, Mike. Goodbye. Let's take uh, Harriet. I I knew I should have gone to Harriet first. Harriet is in New Jersey. Hello. He shouldn't have come to me. No, I just have a few things to say. I've always listened to you. You're really very, very good. But, you know, they get Trump in one way or the other. And if they wouldn't have gotten him on this, they would have called him a racist, that he didn't call and he didn't allow him in because he was because of the race and all that. And that's what it is. And I, as a Jewish person, want to thank, really, really thank from the bottom of my heart. Trump for everything that he's done for us. The other Jewish people who don't vote for him, they're busy voting. They're, they're very busy voting for the people who hate the Jews. That's how they seem to be. It's amazing. It's true. It's true. They're voting for people who hate the Jews and the squad, and they are all owned by the squad. Uh, that Rashid Talib has more moral authority in the Democrat Party than Joe Biden does. So anyway, keep going. I do not understand it. But when you go back to uh, you go back in history, they've always been that Nixon was so good to them. And what did they do? They buried him. They absolutely buried him. It's I'm te- it's just a terrible, terrible thing. But what's going on now? It's really serious, as you know it, because there's no sheriff in town. They have everything going, everything going. Who's going to stop them? Oh, the wait a second. We got Mike Pence in town, don't we? Uh, Mike Pence, is that yeah. a, how's this, how's this, how's this for toughness? I think he should apologize for it, uh, and he should denounce those individuals, uh, uh and their hateful rhetoric. All right. Thank you, Mike. Call. Thank you, Mike. Wow. Wow. What a, what a, what a lot of backbone there, huh? Just falling for the trap every, every single time. Anyway, uh, Harriet, uh, what's the final word? 
Huh? Yeah, the Republicans are so bad. I'm a Republican, but or well, some of them are so bad. What they can do. And one other thing, uh, one other is there any way for the individual to check out if their vote was counted? Is there any way that we could do that and show that our, a lot of our votes yeah. were not counted? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can do that in New York. And I don't. I I I heard of one. There's one jurisdiction where you can tell your vote was submitted. But I don't know if you can tell if it was counted. That's a good question. But look, the more we complicate this damn thing, the more vulnerable it is to uh, from hacking to, well, general mischief and monkey business. When we voted, when I was a kid, 18, you go into that thing with the big lever. It's mechanical. It was mechanical. It wasn't electronic. It was actually mechanical. And it worked well for 100 years. And then Trump won in 2016, and they're not going to let anything like that happen again. But I don't think they're going to let anybody. They they do look what they're doing now with the last vote. They they think of another way to do it. The machines break down, but there's no sheriff in town. There's nobody. And until the media, the the main media, changes their view and changes, it's not going to be. Well, the media is always terrible, and they always will be terrible. But you're right about that. There is no sheriff in town. Where is that quote I have from uh, from Donald Trump where he says uh, about being woke? When you get woke, yeah, listen to this. This is the kind of guy you need. And you'd be surprised. I, I, I meet people. We all meet people from all walks of life. And I'm surprised how many private individuals who are not, you know, office holders, who are not in the public eye, are actually afraid to speak their mind about these issues or to put them down or even to go on social media and say, this is how I feel. we got to take a stand. Listen to this. Unfortunately, I thought that this was more common, and I said, there's a little bit of Trump in all of us. we got to remember that. Listen to this. We can do the same thing. Cut 44. Wokeism makes you lose, ruins your mind, and ruins you as a person. You become warped. You become demented. Well, so what I mean by that is we don't have to we don't have to be pushed around by wokeism. We can stand up. We can push back. We can write letters. We can sound off on social media. We can we can be Americans. We can be free. This is still a free country. Anyway, Harriet, thank you so much. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Eric Adams, the racist Eric Adams, kicking cracker ass in the police department, huh? He kicked all those crackers out of the senior positions. Uh, Chief Corey, is his last day on the job, I think, is today. And he's replaced by somebody who's, uh, well, I'm sure he's fine. Look, I don't care. I generally don't care. I would not even, to some degree, I don't know. Would would we notice? But when I put it all together and Eric Adams saying those racist, anti-white statements as he's running for mayor... And then I see a good guy like uh, like Corey get uh, ejected. I can't imagine in this day and age three white people running a police department. Maybe that's fine. Maybe it's not. But now we got three black people running the police department, right? I mean, what? I, I don't know. Is it an issue? I think it might just be an issue. I think Eric Adams is guilty of a hate crime. That is hate speech. And I think the, uh, what do they call it, the human rights uh, department here, you know, I mean, oh, boy, you can get written up for anything. You can get charged for just about anything, and you can definitely get charged for that. 
Elwick. Hey, you know, he's on his way to an anti-Semitism conference, and I think he needs to work on his racism first and foremost. Okay, uh, i got to get ready for the show, but a lot of you have been on hold for an awfully long time. Larry in Staten Island, yes. Larry? Good afternoon, Greg. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, go uh, ahead. I want to comment on Eric Adams uh, with, this, with this trip to uh, uh, Greece and to Qatar. One... Uh, why is he going to Greece to know about anti-Semitism? You, you, you're the mayor of the city of New York. Take a ride in your SUV, go to 770 Eastern Parkway, and talk to the, the Lubavitches and the people over there about anti-racism. Two, you're going to Qatar. Uh, the, as far as I know, four years from now is the next World Cup, and it's taking place in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Hmm. Now, at this moment and time and this hour, the NYPD will handle any residual problems uh, that could, could come from the start of that uh, 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 World Cup. Yeah. Three, he may not even be the mayor back then. Right. He may be gone. Yeah, right. It might be Mayor four, Kelly. Number uh, four what? That's right. I hope so. And listen, good luck with the book. Make sure when you proofread it, there's no lines that say a string of palopodies. <laughs> Uh, what was that guy's name? Herbert J. Whiteside wants me in that, uh, wants me in a Hollywood picture. <laughs> a honeymooner fan. I love it, Larry. Thank you very much. Um, wait, what about that? Wait, what you say? Oh, look, he's a party boy. He's just, 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 just a junket. We know a junket when we see a junket. I think when Bill de Blasio looks back on his time as mayor and Trump gave him some good advice, Take it from me. You're not going to be mayor for much longer, so you should enjoy it and focus on the job that you have. Remember when he would go off to Italy and silly places like him? Italy's great, but not when you're the mayor of the city of New York. I'm sure he regrets it, and Eric will regret it one day as well. Thank you, Larry. Uh, Sal is in uh, Long Island, yes. Hey, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, everybody seems to have an issue with Donald Trump and Kanye West, but nobody... I mean, especially our own Sid Rosenberg, he never had an issue with Barack Obama sitting on a front row seat for 20 years with Jeremiah Wright. Yeah, and, uh, Jeremiah Wright. Knucklehead. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't understand how long I'm going to listen to Sid Rosenberg uh, uh, spinning the same stuff. All right. I, you know what I got to do? I got to start. I, I'm curious because I got a lot of complaints here about Sid, who I like very much, but I don't catch his show very often. So uh, what's he doing? What's he doing? What's he doing? Has he gone woke on us? Is he going woke, Sal? He he did got woke on us. And the only reason people, he's the guy who voted for Hillary Clinton, and I don't believe him voted for Trump the second time around. But listen. What? Uh, uh, the only reason that people, we are still listening to him because we are hoping that uh, Bernie McGurk, God rest his soul, is going to pop up. And we're going to listen to his voice okay. again. <laughs> oh, and, Okay. Other than that, he's going to lose his show. Nobody's going to listen to him. All right. Even well, look, he's mother, a good. Even his mother doesn't agree with him this morning. Did you? Did you? Did no, you... I didn't hear. I did. His mother called in. Huh? Maybe it's good radio. Look, I'm sure Sid knows what he's doing. He's he's a pretty experienced broadcaster, and you know, you know, it is, you know, a lot of it's performative and stuff like that. All right. I don't know. I don't know. You're allowed to say stuff that people disagree with, though, on the radio, Sal, especially talk radio. But uh, I'll, uh, huh, I'll, uh, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Hey, you got me in the afternoon, and you know how I feel about Trump and just about everything else. 
And uh, that's not changing. Thank you, Saul. Uh, let's do one more. Dave has been on the line for a long time. Oh, Dave in California. Hey. I'll be brief. Two quickies. You played the press clip from the Idaho official about the killings. Yeah. He said, stay, stay vigilant and know your surroundings. The killings took place in a bedroom while people were sleeping. So it's literally the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. I don't know. Wait, well, I, I mean, look, the whole thing. Didn't you think it was a little bit weird the day before he said uh, nobody has anything to worry about? <laughs> the day before he said nobody has anything to worry about. Then the next day, you know, look over your shoulder. You don't know where this guy is. So I think they got it backwards. Maybe they've gone woke. And when you go woke, you go broke, demented. Anyway, Dave, uh, so what else? Well, there's a great article in People magazine that just came out about the Eric Adams plan to hospitalize homeless. Search New York City plans to hospitalize homeless. Hey, wait, 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 People magazine. Oh, my gosh, People magazine. Let me guess. Are they giving him all kinds of credit? Oh, he's a tough-on-crime kind of guy. He's really cracking down. Is that what they're saying? No, it's realistic. They're saying how there's not enough beds to make this happen. So Kathy Hochul says, we're going to add 50 beds. That's a drip in the bucket. And um, Eric Adams says that it took decades to get here, and it's not going to go away overnight. All, all, all this guy, all right, I'll take a look at the article. All this guy does is talk and put out press releases. He does not know how to exactly. do anything. He does not know how. He has no idea. He thinks, I'm the mayor. He does not know the basic uh, organization of government even. He does not know how it works. So, uh, and by the way, the police have been able to lock up uh, mentally ill people for a long time. You bring him to the emergency room. Even his press release had to say, this is to clarify a previous position and to propose something down the road. You know, he's always got a plan. These Democrats are, hey, where in California are you? You're, in, you're the guy who writes scripts, right? Yeah, scripts, and I more professionally do music. I'm in Westlake Village, which is a, it's a suburb outside of L.A. It's nice, spread out, no crime. Uh, but, you know, something else about the Eric Adams, he said he was going to flood the subways with police, remember? Yeah, he's always shooting his mouth off. He's shooting his mouth off. Dave, I love that you keep tabs on New York all the way there in California. Stay in touch, sir. Oh, Sandra, I'm sorry I missed you, Jerry, Tony, Tony, uh, Larry, Rachel, and the rest. Uh, we'll stay in touch. Call, call back tomorrow, please. Newsmax tonight and my book, Justice for All. Available everywhere for pre-order. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.